Please be seated. To those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God upon which we base our message on this Transfiguration Sunday is from the gospel that you heard read before from Matthew 17. Recall just these words. Jesus' appearance changed in front of them. His face became as bright as the sun and his clothes as white as light. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, who transfigures us from sinners into saints, my beloved. So today is Transfiguration Sunday. And you see the story actually depicted uh, for you on the front of the bulletin. And uh, transfiguration is the word that's used in many translations, not in the one that we used here from God's word today. But transfiguration simply means to be changed. Actually, if you look into the Greek in the Bible, the word is metamorphosis. You you know what a metamorphosis is, don't you? That's uh, like that ugly caterpillar that crawls into the chrysalis and then comes out as a beautiful butterfly. And so there is a change Transfiguration is the Sunday always immediately before Ash Wednesday or the beginning of Lent. And the reason that we celebrate this Sunday on this day is because it was shortly after Jesus' transfiguration that he descended the mountain and headed for Jerusalem where he was going to suffer and die. And that's what we begin to remember uh, this coming Ash Wednesday. But the... uh, thing that that we want to remember most this morning on this transfiguration is to see Jesus' twofold identity or his twofold personality. Now, you know, we take a look at some some humans in our world and we can see that there are several people who have twofold personalities or uh, twofold identities. Albert Einstein, the great mathematician in science, did you know? that he also loved music and played the violin and the piano. So whenever his math was getting the best of him, he'd sit down and play the violin or the piano. Louis Braille, the person who invented the Braille reading for the blind, who, by the way, was already blind at the age of three, uh, he was also an accomplished organist. And some of you sports fans out there, you remember Bo Jackson. He was a professional baseball player and football player at the same time. So this morning we want to take a look in at Jesus' dual or twofold personality or identity that he is true man and true God at the same time. Now the words before us this morning look in on six mountain men involved in the transfiguration of our Lord. And according to the reading this morning, you know exactly what happened. Jesus was standing on the mountain. He took his three disciples, Peter, James, and John, along with them. And all of a sudden, he was transfigured. 
He let a little bit of his heavenly glory shine through, and it was so bright the disciples couldn't look at him. It was like staring into the sun. Miraculously, Moses appeared there on the mountain, and Elijah. Moses had lived 1,500 years earlier, so he had to come back from heaven. Elijah had lived 900 years earlier. He had to come back from heaven. What a miracle. And then there was God the Father speaking from the cloud. This is my son whom I love. Listen to him. Now, these details we have to mention because if you look at the cover of the bulletin, you say, what is this? Some sort of excerpt out of some sci-fi movie? This is a real fact. This is not fiction. You heard the reading uh, before from the lecture this morning, what Peter said, that he was there. He said... When we apostles told you about the powerful coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, we didn't base our message on any clever myths that we made up. Rather, we witnessed his majesty with our own eyes. For example, we were eyewitnesses when he received honor and glory from God the Father. And when the voice of our majestic God spoke these words, this is my son whom I love, listen to him. Peter was there. He saw it. So did John. John wrote about it too. That the transfiguration took place is a fact. Why the transfiguration took place is the basis for our message this morning. Now, to understand one of the reasons for the transfiguration on the mountaintop, we have to recall two different conversations that St. Peter had with Jesus. One time this happened. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do the people say that the Son of Man is? They answered, Some say you are John the Baptizer, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He asked them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Simon, son of Jonah, you are blessed. No human revealed this to you but my Father in heaven. Another happening. From that time on, Jesus began to inform his disciples that he had to go to Jerusalem. There he would have to suffer a lot because of the leaders, chief priests, and scribes. He would be killed, but on the third day, he would be brought back to life. Peter took him aside and objected to this. He said, heaven forbid, Lord, this must never happen to you. But Jesus turned and said to Peter, get out of my way, Satan. You are tempting me to sin. You aren't thinking the way God thinks, but the way humans think. You see, Peter had the same mistaken ideas that many people had during Jesus' day. A lot of the people during Jesus' day knew what the Bible had said. They said that, and they looked and they saw some of the prophecies said that the Messiah who was coming would be a king. And other prophecies in the Old Testament said that the Messiah who was coming would be a suffering servant. And some of the people were very confused. How could this be? A king and a suffering servant at the same time? Maybe there are going to be two Messiahs coming. That's the reason for Jesus' transfiguration on the mountaintop for the Father and the Son to have the opportunity to reveal Jesus' twofold identity, human and king, God in one. 
You see, it was that Jesus on that mountaintop let just a little bit of his glory, his heavenly power shine through, and it was so overpowering that the disciples couldn't look at him. It was with blinding clarity that the disciples could recognize that standing before them that was not only the human Son of God, but the divinity at the same time. You see, um, and then one of the other parts of Scripture tells us what Moses and Elijah were talking about on the mountaintop. It said that um, Moses and Elijah were talking with him. They appeared in heavenly glory and were discussing Jesus approaching death and what, was ab- what he was about to fulfill in Jerusalem. So there the disciples saw Jesus in his blinding glory. He was God. And at the very same time, Elijah and Moses were talking about how Jesus was going to have to suffer and die. The king and the suffering servant were not two people, but one and the same. It's kind of interesting, too, if you really look closely at the words, what God the Father spoke out of that bright cloud. He said, This is my Son, whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to Him. In one sentence, God the Father identified His Son not only as King, but as suffering servant and sacrifice. In fact, God the Father was quoting some Bible passages from the Old Testament. Psalm 2. I have installed my own king on Zion. You are my son. Isaiah 42. Here is my servant who I support. He is my chosen one with whom I am well pleased. Servant. And then quoting from Genesis 22 where God told uh, Abraham to take his son, his only son, and offer him as a sacrifice. Of course, we know that uh, Isaac didn't die. God provided a substitutionary sacrifice in a ram. But God was saying, now this is my son, and nobody's going to save him. He's going all the way to death. King and suffering servant at the same time. And so there was the group of mountain men. Two from heaven, three from earth. Moses, I wonder why he was chosen. Well, you know, he had been a previous mountain man when he went up to the top of Mount Sinai and saw the burning bush and then came back later and received the Ten Commandments. Elijah was a mountain man. He went up to the top of Mount Carmel. And he had a little uh, wager, you might say, with the priests of Baal. And he said, uh, see if your God can show himself. Nothing happened all day. Finally, uh, Elijah prayed to God and fire and brimstone came down from heaven and, and sucked up the, whole, the, the offering that was there. Elijah told the people, how long are you going to halt between two opinions? If Baal is God, follow him. If the Lord is God, follow him. And then, of course, the three three disciples, they were mountain men too, you might say, because they followed Jesus to the Mount of uh, the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus called them salt and light. It was on this mountaintop, the mountain of transfiguration, that Jesus displayed his power and his glory. And it says that the disciples were terrified. 
I think the application for this Transfiguration Sunday is obvious. Jesus is both king and servant, and we don't have to be terrified of him at all. The majesty that Jesus reveals in his transfiguration, his glory is always meant for mercy. We need not fear him because all of our sins have been taken away because he went down the mountain and up the mountain uh, 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 of Golgotha to die for us. Jesus is both God and man at one time. It's going to be interesting this coming Lenten season now how we will see Jesus blend his humiliation and his exaltation, his suffering and his kingliness at the very same time. Matthew 27. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the palace and gathered the whole troop around him They took off his clothes and put a bright red cape on him. They twisted some thorns into a crown, placed it on his head and put a stick in his right hand. They knelt in front of him and made fun of him by saying, Long live the king of the Jews. After they had spit on him, they took the stick and kept hitting him on the head. They placed a written accusation above his head. It read, This is Jesus, King of the Jews. His humiliation and his exaltation at the very same time. Five mountain men, two from heaven, three from earth. But the greatest mountain man of all walked down from the Mount of Transfiguration and stumbled his way up to Mount Calvary to be crucified. Why, St. Paul tells us, although he was in the form of God and equal with God, he did not take advantage of this equality. Instead, he emptied himself by taking on the form of a servant and becoming like other humans by having a human appearance. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, death on the cross. This is why God has given him an exceptional honor, the name honored above all other names so that the name of Jesus everywhere in heaven and on earth and in the whole world will kneel before him and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And as we also say in the explanation to the second article, I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from eternity and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, is my Lord. Jesus, twofold personality, his identity that he reveals on the Mount of Transfiguration, his humanity and his divinity. Son of man, son of God, humiliated and exalted, so that you and I could finally become saints and sinners at the same time and look forward to the time that we will lose one of our identities and be saints completely in heaven. Beautiful Savior, King of creation, Son of God and Son of man. Truly I'd love thee. Truly I'd serve thee. Light of my soul, my joy, my crown. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds 
through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We take this time to gather our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards. <laughs> 